Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're coming in perfectly. You're, you've got to be like, what, 12,000 miles away, I'm assuming? You're a long ways away from Chicago, I'll tell you that, though. We're so. a long way from Nescahee, Jerry. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's start off with, uh, let's do the easiest question of all. You know, since you stopped racing, what are you doing these days? What's keeping you busy? Yeah, well, I, I, I got out of racing. Uh, it was just time for me to stop, really. Um, raising a family was really important to me and, and being a good dad and a good husband. And, you know, my racing career was coming to the point where, uh, you know, I needed to come back to Australia for, for personal reasons. Right. So we've done that. And my girls now are 13 and 15, so they're well on their way. And I've really enjoyed my time with them. Um, uh, on work side of things, I, I built a luxury lodge in the Tasmanian wilderness called oh, okay. Thousand Lakes Lodge. It's a boutique little place, but uh, certainly uh, I've really enjoyed doing that. And uh, it's an old Antarctic training centre, actually. It's it's up in the mountains in Tasmania, and uh, and it really is a wild place. Wombats and Tasmanian devils <laughs> and quolls and things like that, and lots of bushwalking, so it's been good. Uh, and then as far as racing goes, I, I really have stood back from racing. Although now my, my both my girls are, are into go-karts yeah. and Tabitha, who's now 15, she's right into it, doing quite well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're sort of heading back to the track and I've been a crew chief on a on, on a uh, on an Australian series called Trans Am but, uh, or TA2 here. Mm-hmm. Owen Kelly, a good friend of mine, he was actually uh, uh, went and raced for Dale Jr. in the States in, right. in the late model program. He's, right. he's got a car and a little deal running in Australia, so a crew chief for him uh-huh. and, uh, and helping my uh, daughter Tabitha uh, start getting into racing. So we're, we're on the go-kart circuit now. We're probably going to go circuit racing or do some speedway with her in the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, that's what we're doing. What is your daughter, your other daughter's name, the 13-year-old? Adelaide. How does she spell it? Just make sure I got that right. Yeah, Adelaide. A-D-E-L-A-I-D-E. And and she's doing some racing too as well? Uh, She's just racing go-karts, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, But Tabitha's the one that's really sort of taken to it, the 15-year-old, yeah. Uh, I've got to ask you this. Do you see Tabitha maybe getting into either Australian supercars or NASCAR maybe? Yeah, look... um, Racing's just so great for uh, for kids, right. you know. To, right. It teaches them a lot of stuff about life, right? Exactly. About being a good loser, <laughs> victories, um, working hard, uh, putting in effort, uh, you know, taking a bit of risk on it as well. So all that stuff, you know, it's uh, racing's just been great for me in my in my life. Mm-hmm. And so now Tabitha's really taken to it. We support her and what she's doing, but she's going to have to make it on her own. Right. Uh, and if she wants to go down a path of, of racing cars, she's going to have to find a way. Exactly. But uh, we're certainly happy for her to be going down that road, and we support her where we can. Right. Um, as far as business goes, I just do commercial property these days, so mm-hmm. just sort of got a bit of a rent roll going and um, you know, keep paying the bills that way. But I do miss racing, and I uh, would love to get back involved somehow, but the Australian racing scene is not, not the same level as, as Australia, so it's kind of hard to find a place, really, that... It suits what, what I'm all about. You kind of led me into my next question. How much do you miss racing in NASCAR? I mean, you know, you you were such a big fan favorite. I mean, it's been, what, uh, six years or seven years you've been out now, I think it is? I mean, how yeah, much? How yeah, much six you, or seven years. Yeah, yeah look, you know, and it's it's probably about time for that six or seven year itch, isn't it? You know, like I sort of, I stood away from it. Right. And, and really stood away from it big time. Like we just turned off, we just turned the tap off. Uh, and so now, you know, I do, I do miss the NASCAR community and the and the friends that I built in there and in, in America as well, to be honest. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, um, you make decisions along the way. I'm not saying um, 
you know, we might end up back back in the States. Um, you just don't know. But I've certainly, I've got a lot of friends in the garage that I'd love to see again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd love to re-engage. So, yes, I certainly miss it. Uh, a great part of my life. It was nearly 10 years of my life was, was on the NASCAR circuit. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's fond memories uh, and also, you know, that sort of longing to say, wow, it would be great to be back involved. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you a, a curveball. I'm going to ask you a curveball question here. It's a good one, though. Trust me. I recently talked to Ray Evernham, and he and Tony Stewart are starting this, um, uh, what is it? Yeah, the, uh, I've heard about it. Exactly. Have you thought about it? Have they ta- reached out to you, maybe get into it? Because it's, it's six races, but... Yeah, it's, uh, are you saying it's only six races in 2021? Correct. 20, in, 2020, in 2021, there'll be six races, uh, June and July, uh, um, I can't, there, there'll be primarily smaller mm-hmm. tracks, shorter tracks and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, they're, they're real, it's called the Superstar Racing Experience. That's what it's called. And, you know, they're going to have a lot of drivers who yeah. formerly were drivers. Like, I know Bobby Labonte's going to be in there. Tony Stewart's going to race in there. You'd be a perfect one to fit, yeah. fit in there. Has Ray called you? If not, I'm going to call yeah. Ray and tell him to call you. Probably would do. Look, I made a commitment when I got out of the race car because um, I was driving for Roger Penske down here. Mm-hmm. In, in the Australian Supercar Series. Right. And after two races, I actually had, I called up Roger and I, I said, look, I just, it's just not right for me. I just, in my life where I am right now, I just need to step back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he understood that, but I made a promise to Roger that, you know, I wasn't going to be jumping in another car. <laughs> that, you know, my, my break was, was a firm one. And so I've carried that truth for right. six, seven years, but here we are, you know. Uh, conversations like this, Jerry, don't help that itch, right? You know, and, uh, I don't need to be ideas. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, if, if Ray were to pick up the phone and call you tomorrow... I'd certainly take the phone call. And Tony's a good friend of mine. I, I, I miss Tony. I learn a lot from Tony. Right. He, um, you know, he's one of my... He doesn't know it, but, like, I I watch Tony. Um, you know, I, I love the way he's gone about his life and his racing. Obviously, you know, there's been some trips along the way, right. but, uh, you know, he's a pure racer, and Ray, too. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'd take a phone call. Okay. Probably <laughs> okay, I'll give them a call then. But but let, let's let's go back to, you know, your days in NASCAR. You know, you had a lot of highlights. You know, you had the two wins at Watkins Glen, both very exciting finishes, exciting races overall, for that matter. Would be those be the, like the two high, the biggest highlights of your career? Would you say, or there was something else that was a higher, bigger highlight? Oh, uh, look, I think actually just making it to the Sprint Cup was for me the highlight of my career. Just okay. making it, you know, at the top end of the sport. Right. Um, you know, winning races, yeah, that's great. It's that's a it's a fleeting moment, but the actual, you know, the to make it to a full time Sprint Cup driver for me was the highlight of my career. Because uh, it is so competitive, and the, the the quality drivers and the teams, and coming from overseas, you know, into into that you know American dominated sport, it was just a big thing. And and uh, yeah, I'm really proud of my time. I'm I, I just love my NASCAR time, and those cars and that style of racing is the is all I think about. If in my years of racing, I just think about you know those cars and the big tracks and 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 the glory days right. uh, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's a highlight for me. The um, you know, the, the Watkins Glen wins, for sure, were, were highlights. But, uh, you know, I just I just love turning up to Bristol in the cup car. I mean, that that <laughs> feeling of lap one at Bristol right. is just, it will never go away. Exactly, exactly. Um, who was the toughest competitor you ever faced, you, regardless if it was NASCAR, supercars, any part uh, of your career? Who was the toughest driver you faced? Uh, they were all, all super tough. Okay. All super tough. But, you know, and, and anywhere you go, like I... 
I raced against Jensen Button and Kimi Raikkonen and Dan Weldon and Danica Patrick back in the former Ford days right. uh, over in Europe, back in sort of the late 90s. Right. And then in Australia, I raced the Australian V8 Supercar Championship against all the you know, the veterans of the sport then and, and Mark Scaife, uh, Greg Murphy, some of those characters, um, the Kelly brothers were all at the top of the pile. Uh, but then my move to the States and certainly just to hold your own in the States was tough. Um, but the Cup Series was deep with talent um, when I was there. I'm not sure. I haven't followed that closely in recent years. I'm sure it hasn't changed. I'm sure the very best, the best make it to Cup Series. And right. uh, just to hold your own in that field is, you know, is, um, is tough. Exactly. Have you been back to the States since you went back to Australia? I mean, have you visited back to the I States? have not. No, yeah. I have not been back to the States. We, we just made a, a clean cut. It's, I'm so far away. We're, 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 we're on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, on an island in, in the bottom of, of uh, you know, our next stop from Tasmania is Antarctica. So <laughs> exactly. uh, it's, it's not easy to do the commute, um, you know, and I really, when I left America, I just cut the cord, if you like, and that was just a way for me to actually just handle the, you know, leaving NASCAR and leaving North America. We just have to start, you know, a, a new chapter in our lives. And so I basically, uh, you know, left the States and haven't been back. We'd love to come back, though, um, you know, even, even now with all your... With all the uh, the hoo ha going on, um, once COVID settles, COVID you know gets under control and everything, hopefully um, you know we can come back. Especially with Tabitha now showing some interest in racing, um, I think uh, North America would be a great place for her to go. Was the supercar race uh, the, your last race was in two thousand fifteen in supercars, right? You've yes. Done, you haven't yeah. done any other series since then, right? No, no, I haven't raced since. Okay. Do, do you ever get that itch? I mean, do you? I mean, on occasion, do you ever say. Well, maybe I'd like to try this a one-off here or a one-off there. I mean, have you ever gotten? I mean, have you gotten that since you've gone back to Australia? Uh, look, I haven't because mentally, you know, I just I just closed that, that okay. chapter. You know, I just closed that and uh, and said, right, I'm not doing that. And so, if I snuck back in for one race, then I'll, you might get some creep coming back in where you, you know, you say, oh, geez, you know. And so you're either in or you're out. Right. Um, you know, you're fully dedicated or you're not. Right. And so I've just chosen it just to not get back in a car. Um, you know, I'm sure I could um, jump back in and, and uh, you know, do some training and do some testing and be back back to, you know, somewhat of my former glory, but I haven't tried and, and it just hasn't been on my radar. Okay. You know, one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, that really marked your career was your popularity. Fans loved you. And even to this day, fans still love you. In fact, that's one of the reasons why NASCAR.com asked me to do this story was because you know, they always ask, what's Marcus up doing? You know, Marcus Ambrose doing these days. We really miss him. He was a great racer, and we loved cheering for him. How much, you know, how much did it humble you to have as many fans as you did? And do you miss the fans? Or, you know, do they still, do some still, you know, send, you know, letters to you or emails or anything like that at all? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> uh, you know, to, to race at the top level, it's tough. Um, but then to uh, not create enemies and for people to enjoy what you do, for me, that's even better. And so uh, Americans, um, you know, they, they generally, you know, love Australians right. and the Australian way of life. And so I was fortunate to be Australian in, in racing NASCAR and right. I embraced that and people embraced that. For me, my angle was different. Uh, all I tried to do when I went to the racetrack was just to try my best right. and to have a red-hot go. And uh, and so, I, you know, if people appreciate that, that's that's brilliant. I, I still get quite a lot of fan mail. It has been hard to sort of, you know, I close my social accounts. I, I closed Facebook. Oh, you did? And, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. um, yeah, and Insta and things like that. We just sort of just, just turned it off because, it's, you know, I, I can't – I just had to move on with, with my life. Right. You know, I think what, I think what happened, to be honest, was 
the move to, you know, my life's always been about racing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been racing since I was 15. And, you know, it was a huge push to go to Europe and then, you know, make a career back in Australia and then start again and go to America. And then 10 years of NASCAR on your own. I didn't have the infrastructure around me, the family around me. And right. I, I think I just burnt out. I think that was part of my issue. When right. I came back to Australia, I thought I could, oh, I could still drive for Roger and, and do the racing thing. And, and really, I just couldn't. I mean, my brain was just saying, no, you have to stop right. um, and just reset. And I think that's what I've done over the last six years. And that was part of the, you know, closing the social accounts and everything, just sort of giving your brain a rest and just just changing, just changing up what you were doing because um, – I think that's what it was. It was such a big thing to relocate to Australia with a young family. Uh, the racing thing was in your blood, and I was kind of burnt out from from all that racing in the states and doing it tough on your own. Like I didn't have the infrastructure, like I said, right. around me. I didn't have the history of it, and I had to. I was learning everything brand new, and just just probably doing it not tougher, but I just felt like I was just took on so much burden that I just needed to stop and, and break that. Think what are we now? Six years out from that, and I feel much better. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm back to my old self. And uh, Tabitha and Adelaide getting back into racing has reinvigorated me in the sport. Um, and so we'll just see where it goes from here. But we're actually now in the process of reopening uh, my social pages. Oh, are you? Okay. And yeah, yeah. And we're doing it yeah, really to help you know, Tabitha and just to reengage in the community. You know, I'm doing the crew chief thing now at the racetrack, so I'm back at the racetrack uh, contributing. Where I can, and I'm really enjoying that. To be honest, I feel like I've got a lot of experience in racing, and and the cars that I've been setting up have been going quite well. So that, I've enjoyed that as well. So we're sort of just reengaging now in the motorsport. The Lodge thing. How does a guy go from you know a, a well-known, respected, winning racer to building a Lodge? I, how, how did that whole thing come about? <laughs> well, I think again, it was part of that sea change. It was part of that. You know, I've I've got to just reset the clock, and so mm-hmm. I spent so long. In the, in the concrete jungle of NASCAR, right. I mean, we were, it's a fast-paced life. You, you're, you're in a jet to get to the track. You're, you're in a car down the motorway to get to the track. You're at the track. You're racing a race car. You're sleeping the motorhome. There's just generator noise and concrete. And, and so I think I just needed to just, you know, just get back to basics. Right. And, uh, and so I thought at the time, it was a good idea at the time, was to go and build this wilderness lodge. And I, re- I enjoyed doing it. It was actually really good for my soul, was to sort of just get back to, to nature a little bit and, and to do something very different. And I think I was just getting rid of a lot of energy, really, and right. just sort of using that as a, a place to, you know, to, to, to wind down, uh, you know, and, and do something completely different to give my brain a rest from what I'd been doing. You know, I, I, you raise a good point. There's another guy that basically did the same thing you did, Cole Pern. He left NASCAR, you know, he left uh, Truex's team, and he started his, uh, was it, I think it was a ski resort or something like that in, in Canada. Because yeah. yeah, he, he, he left, uh, what was it, after the 2019 season, and it was really surprised that he left, you know, so abruptly, and um, he moved his family, he was from, originally from Canada, so he uh, went from, I think it was Ontario to... I think it was British Columbia or Alberta, somewhere in there. And he started, uh, or he bought a lodge of some type, and apparently he's doing really well. So I, it's kind of uh, curious that you started it, he started it. This might be a trend here, you know? <laughs> so. yeah, look, well, I think myself, I mean, there's quite a few. Uh, myself and Carl Edwards are, are a couple of examples. Right. Um, right. You know, uh, it was, you just get to a stage where, you know, you just got to make a, a decision and you're either in or you're out. You, you can't be half in right. and half out. Exactly. Right. Yeah, sometimes you just got to make a cut. And for me, you know, I had a young family. I wanted to raise them. Um, you know, my body was saying, hey, you know, my brain was saying, hey, you, 
you just need to stop what you're doing here. Uh, and so that's kind of where it was. But, um, you know, I, I love my time in, in NASCAR. I've got super fond memories. I, you know, I, I, I can't say I'm going to stay away for too much longer. I, I'll have to get back involved to, in some, some way. Exactly. And it was just coming over for a triple two. Exactly. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground. I mean, this is, I always like to end my interviews with the question of, what haven't we covered? What, have we, what haven't we talked about that you'd like to talk about? Have we missed, I mean, have I missed anything at all? Or, I mean, something that you may want to promote or, you know, anything like that at all? Um, I'd just like to say that, you know, I was privileged um, to have been given the opportunity to come to America, to experience American life, right. to experience NASCAR and to be accepted, uh, you know, and, and my memories of, of that time are just, you know, uh, just, just humbling. Uh, and thankful that I was given the, give, given a chance to experience all that, and, and my family too. Uh, and that you know, um, I appreciate you calling me and saying hello, and that people still think of me right. um, over in those circles. And um, you know, it sort of does reinvigorate me to to say, hey, what, what are you doing down in Tasmania? You should be uh, you should be doing something more. So <laughs> maybe um, maybe I'll get back engaged uh, a bit more quickly and and, uh, and see you guys soon. I just thought about two other real quick questions. Where is yeah, Tasma- where is Tasmania in relation to, say, Sydney? Are you close to there, or is it? Uh, yeah, we're a couple of hours flight from Sydney. Okay, um, but it's an island under the island, if you like. So okay. you know, Australia is a fairly isolated place, right? And Tasmania is even more isolated than that. So we're we're right down the bottom of the world, pretty much. Um, you know, we have. Uh, uh, beautiful scenery and, and mountains, and, uh, and and we've only got five hundred thousand people on the island, oh. and the island's quite big. It's around right. about the size of uh, sort of North and South Carolina combined. Okay, right, right. So yeah, it's a pretty big bit of land, but there's uh, not many people on it. Uh, it's great for um, you know for raising families. It's very safe. We've got no COVID down here, by the way. Really? Um, wow. Never never worn a mask in Tasmania, and we've had no COVID pretty much. So Happy we've been day. able to sort of. Yeah, yeah, keep our borders, um, you know, closed and have been able to keep the, the virus away. So it's a great spot to raise a family, mm-hmm. uh, but it is a, certainly a long way away from the action. One, one final question. I just thought about it, and I'm, I'm going to let you go. You raced for one of the biggest names, the in legendary names in NASCAR, Richard Petty. Um, tell me about your time with, with Petty. I mean, uh, about him as a team owner, a, a friend, you know, I mean, it, it, I, it has to be, it probably is every race car driver's dream to drive for an owner like Richard Petty, such a legendary guy. Tell me about your, your time with him. Look, Richard is just one of the nicest people um, that I've ever met mm-hmm. and ever got to know. He's so full of wisdom. He's such an incredible race car driver, storied family in, in racing, such a humble guy, nice person, nice family. Inman's the same. Right. Uh, Robbie Loomis was there when I first came in. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sammy Johns. So many wonderful people inside that organisation. Uh, it's just incredible to think that I drove for him and uh, and I respect him so much and the family so much. And it's just great to see them still going. Exactly. And, uh, and really, um, yeah, I've got – and the Koshectors as well. Mm. Um, Tad and Jody Koshector right. from uh, JTG – Dowdy Racing and, and the Wood Brothers. Right. I mean, I got to drive for the Wood Brothers and for Betty. Exactly, right. Pretty right. amazing uh, that I got to do, to do that. And, uh, yeah, just I've got so much respect for racing families that, are, that have been doing NASCAR for three and four generations now and what they've gone through and what they've done. Okay. They're um, part of the fabric of NASCAR, and that, that's what makes the sport so great, right. those kind of people. And Richard's such a nice man, a humble man, a great family, 
and uh, privileged to have known him and to rise for him. Okay. Well, listen, Marcus, I really appreciate you taking the time. I mean, uh, um, you yeah. know, continued success in the lodge. I'm, I'm going to try to figure out a way to get to Tasmania one of these days. My, well, come, my, on, come on down, mate. I'll, I'll take you around. Well, listen, you th- take it easy. Thank you ever so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. All right, yeah. Marcus, listen, you take it easy. Thanks so much, Jerry. Sorry, just make sure that um, you, you include Ted and Jody Koshekta right. in there somewhere for me if you can. I'm just so, yeah, Ted and Jody gave me my chance in the States. Right. And uh, anything that I want to talk about uh, as, as far as, you know, thanking anyone, it's, it's the Koshekta family and, um, you know, because without Tad and Jody, I would never have made it to NASCAR. Exactly, exactly. Well, listen, you take it easy. Thank you ever so much for doing this. And awesome. Th- thanks, Jerry. My Cheers, pleasure. Mike. Take it easy. We'll talk to you All later. Right. Then. Thank you. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.